All right, it's another day, so that another means another day, Get another, Geekish podcast. Hooray! There you go. Right? Right? Hooray? Okay. Hey, don't sell us short. Uh, Bino and Derek, thanks for joining us once again uh, for the Get Geekish podcast, where we uh, get to discuss things that go on in here every week. And we're talking about sleep this week. It's, it is very close to home. Yeah. Uh, that guy over there has not been getting much sleep lately for various reasons. Little, little, little humans will do that to people. Um, but sleep is an interesting concept, and some of the the different ways sleep or cryogenic sleep has been it really portrayed is. It's, I mean, it's one of those ones where a, I mean, it's a fairly fascinating topic. We always, I mean, sleep is essential for human beings, right? It has been since the dawn of time when people slept on rocks and then they slept on straw beds and then you know the ground, whatnot. Um, you know what I mean. Um, so then you look at what we ground. have now, you know, with all these different <laughs> mattresses that guarantee this, that'll keep you cool, that'll keep you comfort. Oh, this one's going to be hard. This one's going to be soft. You can set your own sleep number, blah, 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 blah. We haven't really progressed. I mean, yeah, those are kind of cool things, but the, we haven't really progressed in the advancement of sleep, not like media has portrayed. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Because I mean, there's there's plenty of gadgets they have out there. You go look around. At, I mean, as seen on TV things, there's people that have their their sad lights to wake them up. There's people that have white noise machines. There's people that have twinkling sound effects and beds that move and rotate and vibrate and sleep masks and I mean every possible thing you possibly think of because everyone wants to get a more comfortable night's sleep. One thing that I wish I would have realized when I was a child is mm-hmm. as an adult, you're just always tired. Like, I can't remember the last time as, as a kid, I remember those days when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, wow, what a great night's you know, sleep. I, I'm ready I for always, the day. It's been I 25 years since I had one of those. <laughs> movies whenever somebody wakes up and, like, they don't look haggard, they don't look, you know, tired. And even, like, the kids where they just hop out of bed, I don't think I ever just hopped out of bed. I don't think I was ever just like, oh, yeah, it's great. Let's go. I think I'm always woken up, like, tired and going, I could use more sleep, and then you sleep more, and then you're even more tired. So, mm-hmm. and everybody wants wants to get that good night's sleep because there's different levels of sleep. Because it is like you said, the most one of the most fundamental things of being alive as a human is we mm-hmm. fall asleep. If you stay up a certain period of time, you'll fall asleep eventually. But we have a routine set in, and how many times have you just wished, like, I wish I could just flip a switch? And go to sleep. I've got a big day tomorrow. I've got a big meeting tomorrow. I can't sleep. I just need to get yeah, to that, sleep. The, and you sit there in bed arguing with yourself for nice two hours trying to get to, to bed. Flip. I, I get and jealous it, of my wife because like she'll sit there and she's like, "Oh, I'm so tired," or even she's like, "I'm not tired." She'll just lay in bed, close her eyes, and she'll be out. I'm like, God, I hate you. <laughs> I, I see. I was I was I was able to do that for a short time in my life back in the the radio days doing morning shows. I think I averaged about four and a half hours of sleep a night, but it was the point that during the day I could go to a parking lot in a store. I would actually do that after my shift. I'd have to go to the gym, and if I got there ten minutes early, I would just turn my turn my uh, turn my eyes closed, close my eyes in the car, and nap for nine minutes. I would literally be like, "Okay, I got ten minutes to be here. Okay, I'll set my alarm for eight minutes from now." Okay. Yeah. No. But it was not healthy, oh. and it did not feel good. But I was tired yes. enough that it could just happen. We can, we can throw some science in here if you want to do some learning. Uh, sleepfoundation.org. A, an adult, 26 to 64 years old, <laughs> recommended they get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. 
Yeah. How many of you get that? I, I might be averaging six or seven now. I've done a little bit better. But I would say most of my 20s, which is still the seven and a half range, I probably averaged five to six a night. And then kids need a lot more than that. And then once you get back to 65 or older, like, you need seven you know, or eight hours. So you can up, cut one of those back. It was a bit. always frowned upon that kids would sleep in. You know, like with our generation, it was always like my parents were always like, stop sleeping in. You're going to waste the day and everything like that. I'm like, but I'm so tired. And we needed it because our bodies were, you know, <laughs> were growing. And, you know, it was one of those ones my parents just like, you know, my mom comes in with a vacuum. Time to get up. I'm like, but I want to sleep more. Yeah, you've slept enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every morning by eight or nine, you need to be out of bed. You're wasting right. the day. Like, but I'm tired. I had fun in the no. night. <laughs> um, there's actually some people that have had some pretty bizarre sleeping habits. Some in the past, and some that still go on. There actually make some some interesting reads. If you ever want to follow up on some of those, I mean, there's always the the Leonardo da Vinci story of he was a little crazy, but he put a schedule together where he took 20 minute naps every four hours rather than sleeping through the night. No. Not sure I could I could pull that off. Mar- Mariah Carey claims that she has to have like twenty humidifiers and sleeps about fifteen Holy hours cow. per night. It's a true diva, I guess. Uh, Winston Churchill he took a two-hour nap every day without fail. Tom Cruise has his own snoreproof snoratorium, so he can't wake anybody else up and he can't be woken up by other people's sleep noises. Uh, Eminem puts foil over his windows to block out the light. Emily Bronte, the novelist, she used to walk around in circles when she got tired, and she would just walk around in work? circles until she fell, <laughs> laid down and fell asleep. Huh. I, I have no idea. I kind of want to try it. Um, Marissa Mayer, I'm not even sure who that is exactly. She's apparently famous. Yahoo's CEO. She apparently does what I did in high school or college. She doesn't sleep much, but then she takes week-long vacations every four Dang. months and just sleeps pretty much well, the entire week I know week that I heard one story about JFK where he would sit there <laughs> in a chair and hold a spoon and then kind of like doze off. And when he dropped the spoon, it would wake him up. So, you know, that was about the right amount of time. He was like a little catnap type of thing. And I'm like, because, I mean, I could see that where we've taken a nap at like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you wake up and you're like, okay, I feel a little bit better. But then when you get that threshold that's past like 20 minutes and you wake up, if you don't get that right increment of time, as weird as it sounds, you wake up and you just feel like you are dead. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> the n- <laughs> yeah, exactly. The exactly. nap where you don't know what year it is when you wake up. <laughs> And uh, sci-fi's portrayed sleep because there's been a lot of stories where they've, you know, t- come technologically far enough along where people could sleep for for mere minutes. They just plug themselves in and they recharge and everything's good to go. Or one of the biggest things is the cryo sleep, where putting people to sleep for long periods of time for things like space travel. That's just the story du jour in most sci-fi, especially if we're talking about actual human beings traveling to far off, far off space because you need to be traveling for months and years at a time. So being able to safely put, keep people in a catatonic sleep is, is a big deal in sci-fi. I mean, Alien and Avatar and Space Odyssey and Event Horizon, all those movies, that's, that's kind of what they're based on. Um, but the interesting part is there's, there's not enough science now to make it happen for a long term for anybody for <laughs> a plethora of reasons, we'll just say. 
but do you think we're going to get there? Are, are we going to be in cryogenics chambers and you're going to be like, you know what? Uh, it's not going to be my year. Just uh, put me on ice for a couple of years. I'll, I'll see you back in 2030. Stuff. We might get to... And, and one of the things that I always think about too when I sleep is, you know, in the fifth element when they're going to Flustown Paradise. Um, then, you know, they're on that little ship to get there and they're the <laughs> little they're little, little pods, kinda like, you know, some hotels in Japan have. Mm-hmm. But it hits a thing and kind of fills it up with gas or you just you're out. I think we might get there, but as for the mm-hmm. whole cryogenic sleep, I don't think so. I don't I don't know, but I, I'm always jealous of like that instant sleep thing that <laughs> happens in the fifth element because I'm like I I would I would love to have that if it meant putting a weird little pod thing in my room and I could get enough sleep and feel refreshed. Bring it on, bring it on. Oh yeah, hands down. Well, I mean, you look at some <laughs> of these. You'll be one of the guinea you know, pigs for that one. Fortune 500 companies and everything like that, like Google and everything, where they have the nap pods. Where you go in and it there's no lights, no sound, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Or you can go to um, I forgot the name of the thing, but like the hyperbolic chamber type of thing where you're floating in water, and you can kind of reset your internal clock. Because uh-huh. I mean, that's the thing too is there's so much science, but behind the sleep clock, the you know the circadian rhythm and everything like that, to try to reset your sleep clock, which that isn't even to me. It doesn't even seem like it's a hundred percent. Because it doesn't work on everybody. Mm. I'll tell you, you can have your gassy sleep pods. Oh my god, me too. I would like to try sleeping in zero gravity someday. I mean, I want I want to tether myself because I could also see myself as one that I fall asleep and then every five minutes I get woken up because my ramp my head rams into a wall or something. But the idea of just that free floating feeling. Imagine how your neck and back well, I mean, and feel that's when why there's zero so gravity. Everything point, can right? just go its merry way. <laughs> well, that's what the theory behind Dude, it. But they ended up being bed. far less comfortable when than I was a kid. Like my parents gave me one. I was like, "This is awesome!" And I think the cat popped it, and that was the end of that. But but it's one of those ones where I'm right there with you because I, I wonder if. <laughs> Sleeping in zero G, it wouldn't compress your bones that much, right? It, you wouldn't be waking up, pop, and sound like a glow stick at a rave. You'd be like, mm-hmm. you'd be like, yeah, all right, I'm already ready to go. You wouldn't be that whole like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends. Like if you had to walk right, like if you had a anti gravity yeah, chamber, had to walk back out. I bet you'd pop like a mother when you walked out of that thing. <laughs> your body's stretched out of light, and this you step back into gravity. <laughs> There's that good old feeling of life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was reading a couple uh, articles about the stuff, too, and they said that uh, a lot of people base it off of, well, animals hibernate, so we can just make people do the same thing. But that's actually a different thing. When animals go into hibernations, their brains do this thing called torpor, where it's different from sleep. So the thought process behind researchers that have looked into the making humans hibernate it might work as far as putting somebody to sleep for months at a time but because the brain is not doing what animals would do they might actually suffer from severe sleep deprivation over that three month time and wake up that sounds like hallucinating and bat poo crazy because i mean you think of all the dreams and crazy things that go on in your head now 
Imagine they did something, they messed it up, and your body is completely out cold in the sleep for six well, months. That kind of but like you're what stuck here with nothing but your thoughts Man. and dreams. You know, he wasn't completely <laughs> under, and he remembers like people screaming on his ice block and everything like that. So like, he was there, but not. So I mean, I mean that that basically make you a captive in your own body. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of like what a coma is, right? So basically, you're in a coma, and. Another thing with hibernation is those animals eat a plethora of food so their body can survive through it. So, <laughs> I am ready for hibernation. That's another thing. <laughs> but if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're going with the science fiction telling the future of what could happen with uh, sleep, then do we also need to heed some of these warnings? Because how many science fiction shows or at least story arcs are completely based off of somebody getting forgotten about or accidentally frozen or locked right. in a time you, chamber and the they wake up where and it's a thousand they wake years up past. and they go crazy, like you were just saying, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to happen. I mean, look at Futurama. Yeah, that's that's an entire series based exactly. off somebody that accidentally traveled through time by getting cryogenically frozen. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Red Dwarf like is said, the same I thing think too. Every, pretty much every staple in science fiction has done something with the the sleeping, you know. And then it's always the they wake up, they've been asleep for two years or whatever. They wake up and immediately they throw up because they got the sleep sickness or whatever it's called, space sickness. I don't remember. And so they're always, and they feel like crap afterwards, and then they're always kind of groggy for hours, and, you know, they have to, like, you basically have to reset your body. So, I mean, that part doesn't sound like, I'm like, maybe I'll just be tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to deal with that. But if it's a whole, like, space travel thing where I get to go see something else, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, look at some of the ones. Encino Man, one of my favorite movies from the 90s. Link gets cryogenically <laughs> frozen somehow naturally, which my my small understanding of how physics works, that's I mean, not going to be plausible yeah, for anybody. Living. You can look at like now where they're like, oh, we exhumed this mammoth that's pretty much intact out of the ice. You're like, but it's not alive, so. <laughs> yeah, it's still been dead for a long time. Uh, in Aliens and Avatar, they both use cryosleep for travel. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, they use cryosleep for long bits of travel. Passengers, that mm-hmm. whole thing of cryogenic sleep gone a little bit wonky thanks to computers. Uh, I mean, yeah. heck, Han Solo frozen in carbonite. That's basically the same thing. Somebody frozen in carbonite is the exa- is the Star Wars version of go, cryogenically how did he frozen not people. Get any of that in his lungs with his mouth open. <laughs> Yeah, he was screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why all of them get frozen. Going, (laughs) can't imagine that would be fairly fairly painful. Austin Powers. I mean, Doctor Evil goes through the time machine, and so does does, does Austin Powers. Would you do it? What what do we? What do we? (laughs) Um. If I didn't have a family really? and stuff and friends and okay, stuff to live for, what if it was 100% it maybe, guaranteed? Well, I, 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 would, I, would, I, would, 
I would love to see. I would love to see the future because every time somebody asks, like, "Oh, if you could go anywhere in history, what would you see?" Like, I always want to go to the future. I would so much travel a hundred years in the future and see something that amazes me, than travel a hundred years in the past. Yeah, but and I go, don't know. I huh, mean, like so you're traveling, like. quote unquote, to the future by basically just suspending your life, and then who's to say, like, as soon as you get unfrozen or you wake up or whatever, your body's not going to do the whole catch up thing and you're not going to actively, you know, progressively age really quick. Oh, okay. So we're, well, I we just I, said it was a hundred percent. I, 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 do not, I don't plan to be one of the Guinea pigs for these. I was saying if they perfected it, yeah, maybe I'm doing something like that. When it comes to anything like teleportation and cryogenic sleep, there's a Hey, honey, I signed us up for the cryo sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your job you're going to be on hiatus for about 100 years. (laughs) I feel like the the mental problem of that would be one of the biggest things I'm going to do. Because you imagine if you did have to go tell everyone, you're like, okay, I'm... I'm going to go do this yeah, thing, and I think that's one of the you things, won't like, be alive when I wake up. You wouldn't up. think about it. Like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this, this is going to be weird. And then when you actually <laughs> do wake up, it's going to be the whole, like, everything I know, everyone I know is gone. Like, hello. <laughs> do we still speak English here? Uh, do we still well, have I mean, food? Even idiocracy. Is like everything that. I say offensive? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, that that doesn't oh, seem too well, okay. far off from plausibility anymore. So, like, backtrack. What if they can use some of that technology to at least help you sleep through the night where you just knock yourself out? Would you do it? That I am all for. Like, I know people are going to start. If you got this argument, people, they'd start jumping in the what if a control and all these kind of things, bad things that could happen to you and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I, I feel like the same thing of there have to be some fail safes built in these things. If you make a sleep chamber in your house where you flip a switch and you're out cold for the night, it's not like there's not going to be something. Like, oh, there's a fire alarm going off. We better put something in to wake him up. Like, <laughs> and I, I've always wondered the the things that people have tried to think of what you could actually learn if your brain could sleep because we don't know the exact science behind it of we all need sleep because our bodies have to reset and a lot of people say well our brains and minds have to reset too but your brain's going non-stop while you're asleep and is it actually setting and resetting or is it doing something else and is there a way that you could plug something in or do something to where you're actually well, I mean, learning something? what if you could learn another language while you slept things is you know they try to do i mean in school, people try to listen to recordings mm-hmm. so they can study that way, you know, through the osmosis of sleep, um, trying to get all fancy that way. Which, which most, most of the scientists have said most of that's a bunch of bunk. You don't remember right. most of the stuff that happens in your sleep. Same thing with most of your dreams you forget about right away. But if there's a way they could make that connection for it, would it be possible? Would you want to do it? And... Uh, what kind of side effects? Well, would and I guess that's kind of what from. brought this up. Why I brought this up is because you know, one, sleep is very important to us. But when it starts messing with your mental stability in your life, is uh, you got to kind of draw a line, right? Like that's one thing that science fiction has told us is you know there's always mm-hmm. some kind of downside to cryo sleep, to you know, 
the hyper sleep, everything like that, there's always something that can go wrong, no matter what the fail safes are. You know, where you wake up, your your pod malfunctions, mm-hmm. and you wake up, and then you have a group of a whole bunch of other people as pods that malfunction, but they all froze to death. You know, inside their pod, it's like, whoa! <laughs> all right. Or you have some friends that you get a sleep chamber, you think you're going to be asleep for 25 years, and we decided oh, to pull a really elaborate hoax and have you sleep for like a week, but just... <laughs> yeah. Not that I'd ever do that to same. you, I swear. I swear. <laughs> oh, man. I mean... I don't, and even going back to the fifth element one, maybe I wouldn't do that. It, like, there's... If there was no guarantee... Or if there was a guarantee that nothing could go wrong which I don't think they can. I mean, even with mattresses now, it's like... True. Well, you can't guarantee that driving to the grocery store, very, nothing's going to go wrong. So. <laughs> but I think about stuff of, you know, they're, they're, they're working on the whole brain interface type things and how far off is a computer brain interface from some of these advances in sleep therapy. What if instead of a chamber, you could just get some sort of implant that connects to your nervous system when it's time to sleep, you're like, serotonin time. Well, that's one thing that's always, like, I've been interested in doing sleep studies because my (laughs) sleep, even before, you know, kids, my sleep has just been whack. Like, it's been, it's been weird. Um, Yeah. So, I've always been interested in sleep studies, but also at the same time, I'm like, I look at some of the sleep studies, I'm like, how can people sleep with all those wires attached to them? Right, it's not so, comfortable. And I did one like, once, and it was very. To me, awkward. it's always you know with the science fiction, you're in a tube and they monitor it. You know, they have all your vitals and everything like that. But nowadays, you know, it's still the whole like let's stick this to your forehead, chest, back, and try not to roll around too much, or else you're gonna knock over the equipment, <laughs> type of thing. My biggest problem when I did the sleep apnea thing, the wires I managed to deal with okay. It was that I had the mask on. They said, okay, you have to sleep on your back. I'm one of those people that I can't sleep on my back. <laughs> like, even if I fall asleep on my back, it's maybe an hour or two and I, I roll off of it and it just doesn't happen. So they sleep on your back and I'm like, well, you guys are getting some pretty skewed results. I am probably not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I can be exhausted if I lay on my back. There's just something about or, it. Or I'm if like, you're on your back, you'll do that quick happen. doze, and then your body will just wake up, and you're like, "All right, I'm not, I'm not sleeping." But uh, and that's another thing too is Ugh. even even dreams. now I wish that there was something because I get so jealous of people sleeping on planes, you know. And we've talked about this, you know, with our trip to my trip to Korea, your trip to Australia. You can sleep though. Me, it's just one of those ones I remember being the only person awake on the plane, at least to my knowledge, because I looked around and everybody around me was asleep, and I started getting that irritable, like, I am so tired, I just want to sleep, but I can't sleep, I'm so, I hate everybody on this plane because they're all sleeping type of thing, and then when I landed, I was just like, I'm so tired. So it'd be ni- it would be nice to be able to just, like, hit a button or, like, you know, <laughs> get in a pod on a plane and be like, all right. Knock me out. We'll be in Korea in, to me, probably like 15 minutes. So (laughs) let's do it. 
Yeah, because maybe they just put something there where it's not like an instantaneous push of a button, but it creates the safe cycle. It releases the Melatonin. right, you know, nat- chemical, natural chemicals or whatever, and does the thing that's okay. It's night night time, and and you just you've got a, a cool down time, and it you know almost like put a, a computer in shutdown mode. You do something that signals everything. Oh, okay, guys, close up shop here. Let's get all this. Go to the bathroom. Okay, we're good to go. And then you got like five or ten minutes. Same thing. The wake up. Maybe it's not the instantaneous wake up, which doesn't solve the your sleep pods on fire question, but for safe waking up of like, oh, we need to boot this guy up. You know, it takes it takes computers used to take a couple minutes to boot up. I'm sure we could figure a way to start up a human body in a few minutes safely, right? Well, the thing is, is if even if you had something implanted or whatever that would release the, like the melatonin or whatever, people are going to use it maliciously. You're going to go up to somebody and you're going to be like, tap. <laughs> so you just see that person go, oh. So they're in an argument with your boss or something. You just tap them on the neck. Sorry. I've... It'd be like the Vulcan death pinch, except it's like. You just gave yeah, me a new dream. Time. <laughs> I'm Pretty sure like right, you have to like do fingerprints or uh, passcodes or something you have to tap. do. <laughs> <laughs> or hey Google, put me to sleep. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been messing with Dad's sleep schedule? <laughs> well, I mean that even that. Oh, Uh-oh. nice. <laughs> Sorry, my Google is trying to put me to sleep with lullabies now. Hey, Google, stop playing. That's the thing, too, is like even that could bridge into can we start controlling dreams? Because that's another thing that sci-fi has done, you know, where you implant your own dreams type of thing. But then there's that skewed reality kind of like total recall of like what's real and what's not. You know, what's an implant and what's not. So that could could lead some problems. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I think about the same thing of trying to learn things. Where, where, how, how does your brain differentiate reality versus yeah. things you're learning in your sleep type of stuff? I honestly feel like the, the cowboy bebop story is probably one of the most realistic type of cryogenic freeze stories out there. Well, Valentine, uh, she's actually 77 years old, uh, but only looks to be about 23 of this. And they got put in the cryogenic freeze in this after a space shuttle accident. So in there for 54 years in cryogenic suspension. But when she wakes up, she has a bunch of debt to pay that she accrued, but she has no means to pay anymore. And she's got total amnesia. So she doesn't remember stuff. So she spends most of the show trying to just piece together who she was, what her life was, but at the same time going through no, all that. And and like you said, it- cryogenic freezing probably does not come cheap. <laughs> So the most most likely, so let's try to uh, freeze between fifty years. You wake up and then you're ten times worse than you were beforehand. Sleep just gonna shut that down to like the minimal life support, to where you're just like barely alive, or is your brain still gonna be like aging and and going? And then you wake up and you know you have you know amnesia and dementia because you have no idea what's going on. So. You got a 95-year-old brain and a 30-year-old body. Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, obviously we have a lot to still... I think sleep is one of the things that we still have a lot of advancements to make in it, um, especially with how people sleep at night. I think, you know, charging $1,000 for a mattress is ridiculous, but, you know, who knows? I remember being a kid and the new technology in sleep was being able to jump on the bed and not spill a wine glass, so... <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, the and now they don't even have really springs, springs anymore. It's so big time. It's, it's like get rid of your box spring. You have these slats on your bed and a mattress, or. And it, it's 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 tough with the future too because there's so many cool things that could be done with sleep or maybe potentially could be done with sleep, but the fact that back to your original point, any one mm-hmm. of us could go fall asleep on a pile of rocks out back if we really needed to. So there's nothing that is forcing the advancement, other than still, wanting to be able to send people to different off. planets in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like oh, maybe next year we'll get that going on. It's, I know. Yeah. I talking about sleep. I was anyway, it's like yawned halfway I through. I kind of want to nap now. Like, I don't know about you. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just what I need to do is talk about sleep, and that'll put me down. <laughs> so you have our permission. You can do whatever you were going to do. Just put that on the back burner. Go lay down. Draw the curtains. Imagine a serene scene and Derek and Bino wishing you a good night's rest. We're going to start our own sleep audio. Here's a nice warm glass of milk. Yeah, we could tell people stories. Some people blanket. like that, right? Buckle up. It's time to get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could make that happen. I could make that happen. Anyway, uh, let us know what you think uh, at, in the comments at Get Geekish. Sleep. What is something, something that, that we need better. to invent I mean, to there's make a lot of people sleep out better? Like, oh, I take like three melatonin and I'm out. Now I've taken three melatonin and it doesn't do anything to me. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like melatonin doesn't affect me. That's more tangents, more tangents. Let us know in the comments what would what helps you sleep. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. It's at Get Geekish. (laughs) I'm really tired now. (laughs) 